Eating is such a vivid experience, and eating with others is pretty intimate. We use all five senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, and sound. All five. (laughs) What else do you use all five senses for? So when we have an experience that surrounds a meal, it only heightens the memory. As Marcel Proust wrote, I feel something start within me, something that leaves its resting place and attempts to rise, something that has been embedded like an anchor at a great depth. I do not know yet what it is, but I can feel it mounting slowly. I can measure the resistance. I can hear the echo of the great spaces traversed. Will it ultimately reach the clear surface of my consciousness? This memory, this old dead moment, which the magnetism of an identical moment has traveled so far to importune, to disturb, to raise up out of the very depths of my being? I cannot tell. Now I feel nothing. It has stopped and perhaps sunk back into its darkness from which who can say whether it will ever rise again. Ten times over I must essay the task, must lean down over the abyss, and each time the cowardice that deters us from every difficult task, every important enterprise, has urged me to leave this thing alone, to drink my tea and to think merely of the worries of today and my hopes for tomorrow, which can be brooded over painlessly. And suddenly, the memory revealed itself. I'm Rosie Tran, and you're listening to Taste of Regret. The inspiration for this podcast was really based on um, death. Uh, Not to sound morbid, but really, I was inspired after... I lost my father and it kind of sent me on this journey to kind of explore and like find these stories. And so today I've invited my very good friend, Becky, to come on and talk to us. Hello, I'm Becky Van Cleef. Um, I'm 36 years old and um, I'm a jack of all trades. I do uh, lots of art, so costuming and writing. Um, yeah, all of that. We work in TV. Awesome. Um, so before we get even deeper into this subject, why don't you set the table for us? What's your family like? My family, um, we're my immediate family. We're all really close. You know, we, we try to keep in touch over like Skype and things like that. Um, my father is an accountant and my mom was a cleaning lady and a nurse's aide. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sisters, like most of my family is in, in healthcare. My sisters are both in, uh, one is a nurse and then the other one is a phlebotomist. A phlebotomist? <laughs> uh-huh, where they draw blood. She doesn't actually do Right, okay, though. I had to think yeah. about it. I was like, wait. <laughs> right. It's a fun word. It is. Phle- <laughs> phlebotomist. Phlebotomist. Yeah. <laughs> fun to say. Um, How was your relationship with your folks? It was really good. Um, With my mom, she was always a very nurturing person. Mm -hmm. She's just, she was the most empathetic person ever. So she was a really good listener. Um, My father was, is, uh, you know, we go to lunch with him a lot and, you know, we kind of just chat about our plans. He's like kind of a goal oriented person. Yeah. Um, You know, lots of like organization and spreadsheets and, and always trying to like, I I love spreadsheets. That's where I get my love of spreadsheets too. (laughs) 
totally. Yeah. So that's them. That's my parents. And they were always very supportive. My mom was a realist and my dad was the dreamer. So, you know, you kind of get both sides of that. It's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was a nurse's aide in a, Mm -hmm. in hospice care or? Yeah. Assisted living. Yeah. So most of the people weren't able to take care of themselves. So it's a lot of physical labor that she had to do to kind of get them clean and fed and everything like that. But her, her, that was like what she got paid to do, but her real calling was like being there for them Mm -hmm. at the end of their lives. So that's so Mm -hmm. sweet. I remember you telling me stories that she, she was called what? The The angel of death. She and proudly. (laughs) Yes, of course. Yeah. It's, it sounds morbid, you know, but it's actually not. It's, it's a compliment because she's her, she knew her calling was like to usher them to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And so did she ever share any stories with you about about just people and and them and getting them to the other side. I mean, she never really got into specifics. It's really just she was very proud of the fact that she could be there to hold their hand and tell them it was okay because she kind of knew there was something else better waiting for them. And, you know, it's it's tough when you're in those assisted living homes because it's like you're you're isolated a lot of the time. Yeah. And so to have someone like her there to kind of like walk you through that is pretty amazing. I mean, what a blessing to have yeah. such a sweet soul to help you like I, I, I would be uh, scared. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, what do you, you know, I read, you know, even as my dad was going through it and I was in so much denial mm-hmm. and I had no idea. It's so funny looking back on it now. The husband is saying he was always sick. He was never well. Right. And I'm like, he was fine. He was fine. There's nothing wrong with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like, and then I, after everything, I went back and I looked up like the seven signs of like end, mm-hmm. end stage of your life. And I'm like, he clearly had seven of these right. signs, but it's like, you're, it's one of these things that I struggle with all the time. Like I'm 40, I guess I'm an adult, mm-hmm. but all this stuff is happening to your parents and you're still a kid. Right. But it's like, I need an adult, you know, and it's like the first thing you do is like, I don't know what's going on. And you revert to like a six-year-old kind of standing in the middle of a grocery store feeling lost Mm -hmm. and just almost screaming at the top of your lungs. And so really to have her there to help these people, I mean, geez, what a a great lady. Mm -hmm. Um, When was the last time you saw her? Uh, it was, we went to Vegas. Uh, my sisters and I went for my sister's 30th birthday. Uh huh. And so my mom doesn't, she didn't get out a lot and you know, we weren't sure if she would like it, but we wanted to bring her with. Sure. So, so Tony, my <laughs> husband and I, we paid to bring her out with us. Uh, she didn't like it. <laughs> she kind of hated it. Well, we're like, she loves gambling okay. and she loves smoking. Um, but she hates people and like commotion. So oh it's like, uh, we don't know how she's going to react. She didn't like it, but she had a good time and she kind of hung out with us and it was really nice to just be together. Her favorite part, I think, was when we were in Fremont Street and there was a guy walking around in like one of those monokinis. Just, just, <laughs> that's all he was wearing. Oh, well, I take that back. He had a cowboy hat on. Of course, <laughs> the boots. cowboy hat. He right. had to have a cowboy hat. But, and that was great and she really loved that. But then, this other man walks by it, an older gentleman with like a cardigan sweater and also a monokini. And then they hung out. We're like, oh my God, are they like father and son? Do they just like walk around Vegas? They, I mean, are they part of a show? I No, I think they're just like the street, the people who just walk on the streets to kind of like get your photo with them. Kind of like you would get on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh. Yeah. It was like that, but the Vegas version. Uh-huh. <laughs> a monokini. So she... We kept like losing that her. That would we totally be the Vegas version. I know, right? <laughs> we kept turning around. We're like, "Where is Katie?" And like, there she was, like taking pictures of them. 
<laughs> on her phone, she had like 20 pictures. Did she it. get a picture with them? Did no. you get a picture no. of her with no. them? Oh my no, God, no. that would have been amazing. That would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was a whole weekend you spent yeah. with her. That, mm-hmm. that's, that sounds so fun. Yeah. So much fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did a lot. It was a lot of walking, mm-hmm. you know, and I she, she had... I think it was a few months prior to that. She had broken her ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had um, a, uh, what is that called? Like just metal in her, in her foot. Like they, they had a surgery oh. to like fix it. Um, so it was still, it was a lot of pain. Like, you know, um, so that was hard for her, but she pushed through it to kind of be with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so great. Yeah. Um, and then kind of what happened from, from there? Mm-hmm. From there. Um, yeah. A lot of it was basically... How do you say this? Um, it, nobody really knows what what exactly happened, but um, I know that she had been struggling with depression her whole life, um, and she was also struggling kind of with um, like menopause. Menopause was pretty hard on her body, sure. and there were times where like the medicines that she was taking for each would kind of like interact with each other yeah. badly, and so you'd get weird phone calls at night about like she doesn't want to be here anymore and stuff. And it was pretty hard, but she got that figured out. It seemed anyway. Um, the doctors gave her medicines that kind of, uh, did not have that effect on her, which was great. Right. Um, but then at some point she, uh, for whatever reason, decided to stop taking her medicines mm. and, um, sorry. No, no. <clears throat> you can take your time and yep. you can stop at whenever you like. Yeah. Um, can I have a tissue? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, yes, she, she did decide to stop taking her medicine. And I think, you know, some people had known about it and they were trying to get her back on it. But sure. she had also, her whole life was full of pain. So I already mentioned, like, the foot thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she had had back pain from doing that cleaning for the elderly, you know, yeah. all of her life. Um, and then she had just had a, a surgery, like a, I think it was like a half crown or something. Like they put a temporary sure. in. And so she was in a lot of pain and it seemed like she was having trouble getting the pain medicine for whatever reason. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the holdup was. I, I'm, I know a lot of people use medicine, so it could have been like right. people thinking she was one of those, but she wasn't. Yeah, she, she was just in actually pain. in pain. Yeah. So, um, so I know she was dealing with that at the time. And so, um, yeah, so she was off her, her pain, her medicines. She wasn't taking enough pain medicine. And so I think what happened is she wanted the pain to stop. So she uh, stepped into a train, like right in front of a train. Mm. Yeah. And she stopped the pain. So. Yeah. Yep. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I mean, did she did she leave you guys a note or anything? No. Or? No. I thought that was like kind of the harder part. It's like you... Um, you don't know what happened, and and yeah, there's no closure. There's no well, you know, there's no knowing exactly what happened. It's only speculation, right? Um, so that part's hard. But I also know her. I've known her for thirty some years, right. you know. And um, yeah, I think I think ultimately she's just in a better place, and that's um, that's good. Her pain is has gone, which right. is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. My my father towards the end he had COPD and he mm. uh, could not breathe on his own anymore. Gotcha. And so he we had a portable oxygen machine. Mm-hmm. One at home we had one that he could take with him wherever he wanted, and he just had tons of medication, mm-hmm. like 
I've never seen so much medication. Yeah. And, you know, after he passed and, and we were cleaning out the room, there was like drawers and drawers of medication. Right. And I, I think he stopped taking his medication too. Yeah. yeah. And it, it gets overwhelming. It gets right? overwhelming. Yeah. And I remember him saying it was just, he goes, I'm so sick of taking this stuff. And yeah. it's, he goes, I don't even know if it's helping me or right. if it's just kind of easing the pain, but really like if I don't want to take it anymore. Yeah. And sometimes it's like the side effects are worse than like what you're trying to treat. Exactly. Too, right? Yeah. No, I think at one point it was, he had COPD, but he was taking so many things it made him diabetic. And then we right. had to start taking, pricking his finger and doing all these things. And he was like, ah, screw it. Just give it to me. I'm, he's yeah. like, I'm dying anyways. Just let me eat whatever I want to eat. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, my mom's philosophy was similar to that. Like, because yeah. she saw people go through that all the time, and she's yeah. like, "That is not for me." Right? I, like, we've always known she wasn't. She not that she was gonna do right. this, obviously, yes. but that she didn't want to grow old. Yes. She saw it happen, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't think so." Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, were there you know signs of her wanting to take her own life? I mean. Only it, it seemed that it was only when the medicines were causing it, yeah. you know, like before that, she'd always been a pretty, um, she called herself a realist, you know, but it was a little negative, but, um, but she was, she was grounded. She was a very grounded person. And I, I wouldn't, I don't think she would ever do that. Um, if, if it weren't for medicine, like conflicting, kind of confusing her brain. Sure. Like I think that there was, or maybe it wasn't the medicine. I don't want to blame that. It, it could have been something that was there that the medicine was helping, but then she stopped taking it and then it, the switch happened, you know, right. but yeah, prior, prior to a few years ago, I would say no, that, 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 that's not something I ever saw happening. Yeah. How is your father coping with it? Um, he's, is good. I mean, he's. Um, he, he's a positive person, like I was saying. And so yeah. he kind of is in, um, survival mode, you know, he's like moving forward yeah. and he's dating new people, oh. kind of getting himself out there. Like he wants to make sure that, that he lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Cause a lot of people would go in, you know, inwards and take it badly, but no, he's, he's just trying to like move on with his life. Um, you talked about not having closure with your mother. Yeah. 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 I and I think a lot of us don't get closure. You know, right. I think the day my dad passed, I was, I was, I was walking into Target of all places. And I was like, you know, I was just up there. It was Thursday and I was just up there on Monday. And I was like, oh, I hadn't seen dad in a couple of days. And I literally was in the store and I turned around and I was walking back to my car to go up to drive to my dad's house. Mm -hmm. And I stopped myself hmm. and I said, you know what? You're going up there tomorrow. Just call and see if they need anything at Target. Yeah. So I called and my mom picked up the phone and she said they need toothbrushes. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll pick you up a couple toothbrushes. I'll be up tomorrow around 10 o'clock to yeah. meet the water guy. And then, and then that happened that day. Wow. And then I was, I was so pissed at myself. Mm. I'm still pissed at myself to right. this day. And it's like all this guilt that you kind of hang on to, yeah. you know, to yourself. And, and I keep telling him, like, I'm so sorry I wasn't there, you know. Right. And um, and so I started this book. I got this, I just got, like, some random notebook. And every day I wrote him a letter, you know, talking about yeah. 
how sorry it was I wasn't there and 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 how much I missed him Mm -hmm. and I did that for the past two years yeah and I think that gave me some closure totally yeah absolutely yeah I started doing a gratitude journal after uh after she passed you know just because it's something I wish that she had done maybe And, and maybe she did you know I don't know um, she does have a lot of journals that I would love to go through at some point. Do you ever feel that, like, do you think that helped you because he can see them, you know? Like, like he can see how you feel. Like, obviously, he forgives you. <laughs> you of know what I mean? Right. Like, you were there a lot. Yeah. Just because it wasn't that last day, you know, you were still there with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think, to me, in my head, it's just... um I'm leaving him a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a written voicemail. Remember when Apple tried to transcribe your voicemails? <laughs> right. <laughs> I did not like that, and they no, were not. Not good. at all, but kind of like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something super quick, like, hey, I was at the grocery store today, or like yeah. it was, you know, it was really hard. Like, he cooked a lot, and so that's where we kind of had our best relationship, and really after he passed, I didn't cook. I didn't cook for like a whole year. Oh, wow. I couldn't go into that kitchen because yeah. I looked around and everything was, he bought me that crock pot right. and, and then look at this pan and, and, and he got me the spatula and he's like, you know, my sharpening stone is, is a broken piece mm-hmm. because he has the other half. Aww. So he broke off half of it and he gave it to me. And wow. I think my sister has another piece of it. And it's this long sharpening stone. Uh-huh. But he's like, remember, even sides. Like you have to put it <laughs> under water if you're if you're if you're um if you're shaving it ten on one side, you have to shave ten on the other. Mm-hmm. Keep the blade even. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like the voice is still in my head right. and, and And it didn't make you miss him more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then after a while it was like I had to tell myself I had so much guilt. You know, right. that you just kind of, you're here. Just because you're physically not here with yeah. me, you still are here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think with my mom, because she was such a spiritual person, like, I, I do have the guilt of, like, not, like, looking through my text messages, I noticed I didn't respond to some of them right away. I mean, I think I got there eventually, but it's like, maybe she was reaching out and I didn't answer. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, because... She's the angel of death, and I know she's up there ushering people <laughs> to heaven's gate. Um, oh my God, is she is she now like there waiting? So when oh, you yeah. first come, when oh, you yeah. first cross through, yes, definitely, you're gonna meet Mama Van Cleve. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with all of our dogs too, because <laughs> she believes 100 percent dogs go to heaven. <laughs> okay, Sparky, Pepper, you're up there. I know it. <laughs> with your with my mom while they're ushering people through heaven's gate that's her job now like it was her job when she was here and it's her job up there so i think that i took comfort in that like i'm not you know i don't go to like church i I probably should i I was raised catholic but um like my mom i think i'm a little bit more on the spiritual like i have a lot of questions and i don't think anyone has all the answers but i think yeah, that's where I took comfort in it. It's like, I know she's watching over me. I know she's helping other people. She's doing what she was meant to do. Right. So that's helpful. Yeah. 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 Um, it's so interesting. Just even, I was doing some research just for the your podcast, and, and I was coming across these statistics on people, you know, um, uh, taking their own lives uh-huh. and, like, the proper words to use and how, right. like, it's increased – and it's about 14 people in every 100,000. Wow. 
yeah. And that's I was real like, sad. yeah, it's so sad. And it's just like, what do you even, how do you even, I guess it's just like these people feel so isolated. Yes. They can't even yeah. reach out for help and they feel like this is the only way. And yeah. yeah, it's a lot easier to be isolated, I think, anymore. You know, like, we, yes, we have our cell phones and yeah, we text each other, but it's not the same as like sitting down with someone, you know, having lunch with someone. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, just remembering like a lot of what my mom was going through because of her foot being broken, she wasn't at work. And so she didn't get to do that thing she was supposed to be doing, which is taking care of the elderly. Right. And so, um, like I remember one Christmas, I think it was the Christmas before all of this. Um, we were home, um, for, for the holiday and, uh, her foot was broken, but she was like insistent on like, I want to give Christmas gifts to all of the people that I clean for. Mm. And, um, and she's like, would you drive me? I'm like, absolutely. I'll drive you. Yeah. So I I took her around to all the places and like awkwardly like ding dong. Cut to Becky in a elf costume. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I wish I did. (laughs) I should have. That would have been cute. That would have been awesome. (laughs) Maybe I should do that. Maybe that's my goal is like find all of her clients that are still around and dress up in an elf costume and deliver them a gift from Katie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, it was amazing to me. I always knew my mom was like a special, wonderful person, but it it wasn't until then that I saw like how much those people loved her, Mm. you know, like when they heard that it was from my mom, Mm things that my mom had a gift for them, their eyes would light up and they would like put on their little coats and come out in the winter just to like see her in the car because she was with me, Yeah, you know, and uh, and some of them had gifts for her, oh, which I sweet. thought was so cute. Yeah, it's like she really touched these people's lives and yeah. that was really cool. Um, even like at her, at her wake, um, yeah. I didn't, I had already cried all my cries, you yeah. know, like I was just drained yeah. um, until this woman who was the daughter of one of the women she cleaned for. And she came up to me and was just a mess. Like her face was all red. She was crying. And, um, you know, and she told me how much her mom meant and how sad her mom is. Anyway, that's when I broke and I'm like, okay, I have more tears. I do have more. (laughs) Where's this coming from? I didn't think I thought it was just, yeah, empty. No. Anyway. So, I mean, but that was what's so special about your mom is that it's like we, I guess everyday culture kind of focuses on these like superstar careers, you know what right. I mean? Like I'm a high powered attorney, yeah. I'm a CEO and I'm like, and we're obsessed with goals. Yeah. We're obsessed yeah. with goals and I work in television, but it's really these people who kind of do the service work, mm-hmm. who take care of others, who really spend time with yeah. others, like quality time really make meaningful impacts right you know and i think that's a big life lesson you know just to how to to have meaningful relationships with people Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah 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 um did your did your mother ever she did talk about death but her own death with you yes (laughs) so (laughs) i have a story about that Uh, (laughs) so so it was one summer um and i um i think i was probably at college and i came home um and i i threw something out in the trash outside and i noticed there were maggots in the garbage and i was like ew gross uh so i went in to talk tell my mom just to kind of warn her because i knew she didn't wasn't a huge bug fan Mm -hmm. um and so uh she was taking a nap and I'm like, mom, just so you know, there's, there's maggots in the garbage. And she's like, that's why I don't want to be buried in the ground. <laughs> so needless to say, when my mom passed, we're like cremation, cremation, everybody. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She's such a funny lady. She was hilarious. Oh my God. Well, uh, yeah. y- you would be in a casket. 
Right. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. You. I, you hope those things are like waters. You would think waters tight sealed or whatever. But I get, yeah. We're not down there. How do we? No, we know. don't. We don't yeah. know. I mean, after four hundred years, there's gonna get a bug in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be termites in the soil. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you remember most about her? Um, just her her comedy. I mean, she was like Lucille Ball. Like she was a physical comedian, whether she meant to or not. <laughs> like that's who she was. <laughs> like if there was, she hated bees. Like I think she was slightly allergic to bee stings. Yeah. And like if one came near her, she'd be like jumping three up here, like three feet up in the air, like twisting around trying to get away from the thing. Like just and she'd just say weird things all the time. To- like. Like the maggot thing, not wanting to be buried in the ground. Hilarious. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. my God. Was your mother a good cook? No. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. She uh, she would admit that, yeah. Like, her her best thing she made that I liked was probably chili from French's Chilio packets. Like, it, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Mix it up and call it done. <laughs> <laughs> did she ever make you anything special? She did. In college, uh, and my sister still kind of teased me about this, like, they always say I was her favorite because when I went off to college, like half hour away, she would make me banana cream pie um, just to kind of show that she missed me, you know, oh, like when I'd come sweet. home for the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your sisters wouldn't get any. Oh, no. No. Pie. When they went off to college, it's like, whatever. It's always the first one yeah. that gets all the love. And right. then by the time you get to the last one, it's like, oh, you're still here? Yeah, What's yeah. Going on? Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh. I made you banana cream pie today. Thanks. <laughs> Yum. Uh, when was the last time you had it? Uh, I can't even remember. I I may have had it at a restaurant a few years ago. I think. Yeah. Five years something. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I'm gonna go grab it for you. Okay. And then uh, and then we'll have you taste it. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a graham cracker. It's a mm-hmm. graham cracker crust, like Mama used to make with. Uh, bananas on the bottom, mm-hmm. and I made custard. I didn't buy the mm-hmm. the Jello pudding mix. Yeah, and then good. whipped cream on top, and topped with three little bitty bananas. Oh, they're so cute! My my mom did that too. Did she yeah. really? Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So whenever you want to mm-hmm. dive in, sure, you go for it. All right. Eat it. You didn't make one for yourself. I tested it yesterday. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so creamy. Do I get to eat all of it? You can have as much <laughs> as you want or as little as you want. You can tell me if it's terrible. Too. No, it's great. <laughs> this is great. What did you say? The whipped cream top? Uh-huh. It's so good. I love it. Can you hear my lips smacking? <laughs> <laughs> does that does eating that pie take you mm-hmm. back? Absolutely. Yeah, I can I remember sitting in the kitchen, um, yeah, like eating eating the pie. Um, yeah, she'd have it in the refrigerator for me, and it was neat. You know, it was nice. It's like you you go away, like you go when you away for college, and you're starting to become. You've always started to become who you were going to be, but this is where you're like you're making your choices, you know. And it's like the first time that you're really away from your parents, and it was just a really nice thing to come home to that and know, like, oh, you're you're missed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. My my parents make um, this stewed pork. I could eat that every single day. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's probably really high in sodium, sure. but really I don't care. But <laughs> it's something that I'll eat, and then it's a bowl of cabbage soup and a bowl of rice. Mm. And when I sit there and I eat it, I realize everything is okay in the world. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, my parents love me, and that's it. That's really, you know, yeah. that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. So when you hear all these stories of these people, it makes me so upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. you and I were probably... Really lucky to that our parents loved us the way as much as they did. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, even though you know, in Asian culture, you don't say "I love you" or mm-hmm. things like that. But really, I think they show you how much they love you just in you know, yeah, and everything that they make. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think my dad had ever said to me my whole entire life, "I love you." Right. Yeah. But really, when you think back on it. You know, it's he showed like you. he showed you, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. really, I think, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. It's pudding. <laughs> I'm going to eat more. <laughs> no, it's true. My mom did the same. Like she, we weren't really a lovey, duggy, dovey, like huggy, whatever type family, but she'd write us notes and like leave cards. And she'd always at the end of it in quotes say, love you always. Hmm. And it was kind of, we always made fun of her because we're like, well, why the quotes? Is it sarcastic? But we knew that. <laughs> It's not sarcastic. She's like, I guess I'm gonna oh, love you always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in hindsight, I think, especially after she passed, I think I realized like that meant I'm saying this. This is a direct quote. You right. know, like I, I need even though I don't say it, I just said it with my words. Yes. You know. Do you have advice for anyone who is going through what you're going through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's talk to your family, you know, really like um, and, and friends, you know, just kind of get out there and, and don't let yourself be isolated too. Um, yeah. And, and try and remember the good things and also know, like, it, I think one thing that clicked with my, my brain right away when it happened was there's nothing I can do. Right. You know, a lot of people kind of go through the whole denial thing. I kind of skipped over that because it was just like, God, you're so lucky. she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's nothing I could have done. I, or even if I could have done something, I can't now, you know? And so like, there really literally is just moving forward. And so, um, yeah, just try and be more grateful for what you do have. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you talk about how you skipped over denial mm-hmm. and then I can't remember what the seven stages, is it five stages of grief? Right. Did you, are you, denial and then it's kind of like anger anger yeah Yeah. i definitely had anger um i think like at first i I was mad at her like Mm -hmm. how would you do this to us this Mm -hmm. is crazy you know but then the more i thought about it the more i realized like she first of all was not in her right mind you know so she wasn't and it wasn't about us ever you know it was only about her pain and wanting it to stop so um yeah so i think the anger towards her Went away pretty quick. I think it was probably only that first week. The five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, mm-hmm. depression, and then acceptance. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I had any bargaining. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. And then depression. Yeah. For yeah. A while. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's not all sunshine and roses after this. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think I I kind of go back and forth between acceptance and and depression. You know, like it's like I do, I do accept it. Like I like I said, I'm I think she's in the right place right now. Like she's right. she's 
when we got to see her, which which was a huge closure, um, we got to see because especially when someone passes away so violently, yeah, your head makes up all these stories of like of what you're gonna see, you know, what happened to this person, um, and she was she was the most calm and um, she looked peaceful, you know, and I think. I was almost happy afterwards to kind of see how, not happy about the situation, but happy to see how relaxed she looked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that gave me a lot of closure. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> I got distracted. No, 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 not at all. Um, yeah, it's true. I oh, mean, acceptance. Yeah. 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 Having like seen, seen that she was fine, like, even though that was just her body and not her spirit, like just to see that the last moments weren't te- like terribly horrifically right. Cr- you know, it kind of gave because me a little. You would have, if you didn't get to see her, your mind would have oh, made yeah. up all these awful things, terrible things. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably just haunt you. You poor thing. For sure. <clears throat> um, do you, so do you, you write her little messages? I mostly do, yeah, I started right after she passed away. I wrote her messages and then, um, and that transitioned into just making things that I'm grateful for. Because I, like I said, I feel like that's something that whether she was doing that or not, I, you know, I wish that maybe she had done that a little more because I think, you know, maybe it just could have helped her out through that, that period of her life and then she'd still be here. Yeah. Um, have you, has this changed your relationship with your father? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think my sisters and I, and my father all, we just, we make more of an effort to talk to each other before it was, everything was kind of filtered through mom. You mm-hmm. know, if, if you heard about what dad was doing, it was cause you talked to mom, that sort of thing. Um, so now I just talk directly to my dad. We do a lot of texting. Um, he got us on this Marco Polo app. It's like basically Skype, but it's, you can like leave messages <laughs> For each other. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh my god, one yeah. more one more app. Uh-huh. Forget it. I'm I, out. That's what I said at first, but I was like, you know what? If it gets us talking to each other, that's fine. Because he's in Florida. Um, my sisters are both in Pennsylvania, and then I'm here in California. So it is just a nice way for us to just keep in contact where we never we never did before. Like right. I heard, like I talked to my dad if I was in town, and it was always great. You know, it was right. never bad, but um, yeah, now we just get to see, like, he's writing a book. He's an accountant. So Good he's, for him. I know, right? That's so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. how to, like, make and save money. So, yeah. It's exciting. Uh, yeah, Dad, I need that advice, too. <laughs> I know, me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and finish. Uh, has your father talked to you about <clears throat> death at all? Um, no, not not a ton. I think, you know, on Facebook, he posts a lot of, like, pictures one of the, you know, the like positive memes and stuff like that, just kind of saying like how to stay positive even when things are hard. Right. So I think that's as far as it goes. Like he, he doesn't like to focus on that, you know, even, even with my mom, you know, all she ever wanted to talk about was death. Right. <laughs> right. right. So, um, that wasn't really his cup of tea. He was always talking about the future and not the past. Right. So. I mean, but that must have been tough for your mother. Like yeah. she, we come home, you know, I come home from work. I talk about my day. Right. I was like, oh, this and this, you know, we recorded this person today at work and, yeah. you know, we did this in editorial. So really when your job is surrounded by death. Yeah. That's what you talk about. That's what you talk about. So yeah. really it, it was such a huge part of her life. Oh yeah. So she yeah. probably has a better perspective on it than mm-hmm. we do versus 
like nobody ever wants to talk about it. Like you say yeah. it, like somebody passed and they'll list, they'll say, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Right. Like they'll whisper it back. And it's right. really like, I guess it's something we all know is coming, mm-hmm. but we're all so afraid to talk about it. Right. Yeah. 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 Most people don't want to think about it. Yeah. yeah. My mom just always did. And it was, it was very interesting to hear like her perspective on things and, yeah, it, it must have been so hard because she was very close to those people. Like, those were her best friends. And can you imagine, like, every 10 years or so, your group of friends kind of starts right. going away, you yeah. know? That's hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming Thanks, on today Rosa. and, and this talking really about great. this. Yeah, yeah, and I know it's such a it's such a hard subject to talk about, but yeah. I think I felt so alone and so isolated and yeah. when I talked to people who also have gone through it or mm-hmm. have such memories it really does help me every step of the day yeah. every day yeah. same here yeah, yeah. and it, like you said it's like a lot of people don't want to talk about it or like it, it is just nice to like sometimes just cry get it out yeah. talk it out yeah and have people who like kind of understand where you're coming from and feel the same feels yeah mm-hmm. thank you no thank you thanks for this pie too <laughs> you're ah. welcome <laughs> <laughs> we don't know when or how We're going to leave our loved ones, either by accident, natural causes, or by our very own hands. But we do know that we wake up every day, and we go out into the world, and we'll try to make a connection. Because it's these connections that will carry us through our darkest days. It's these connections that will help us find a solution. And it's these connections that will help us see that we are not alone.